Hey folks, Father Ron here. Thank you for joining me breaking open the word this fifth Sunday of Lent. So the gospel, it's a long one. I put it in the notes section of the app, so I hope you had a chance to read it before this reflection. But let me just highlight the very last part of it, because it's where I want to kind of focus my thoughts uh, this morning with you. And it's at the very end when, you know, Jesus is doing this whole thing with Lazarus, and he turns to Martha and says, um, uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. And after this piece, then, Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb from the dead to life. And at the end of the gospel, then it says, after this, Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen what he had done began to believe in him. That's from the 11th chapter of John. I'm only reading this part of the gospel today because that's where, as I say, my reflection is. It's the part where she says, I have come to believe. <laughs> and upon hearing that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, the townspeople, what is, <laughs> what's their response? They say, they began to believe in him. <laughs> And in both cases, and in so many more throughout the Gospels, we see faith as something we slowly grow into. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, like, like a fine wine, you know, or a beautiful, bountiful garden. It doesn't just happen all at once. There's a proclamation or a, a testament in the spiritual life that, to me, pretty much sums up everything we are as disciples of Jesus. And it's two words, this profession. I believe. These two words orient us to the one who breathed life into us. And the more we say it, believe it, live it with conviction, the more we're challenged to become what it proclaims. I believe. Everything we are, everything we do as Catholics, as Christians, is about leaning into and assuming this disposition of belief. And that is what marks us as disciples of Jesus Christ. I believe. Do you know what the opposite of those two words are? It's another two words. I think I'm pretty safe in saying that all of us have thought these two words on more than one occasion. And they are, if only. If only I could find my soulmate. <laughs> if only I had gotten that job. You know, if only I had fill in the blank. It's a way of dealing with 
a lot of things, regret, longing. But I think it's safe to say that in the spiritual life, those two words, if only, creeps in as well. You know, when our prayers don't get answered or tragedies pile up, despite our trusting in God, we begin to, to say or think things like, you know, if only I had a sign to let me know that you are their God. <laughs> you know, or does God truly forgive me? You know, if only there was something to assure me, to show me, to convince me. And unlike I believe, if only suggests that where we are, you know, or, or what we have right now is just not quite enough. I mean, that sure, I believe, I believe, but, but if only then I'd be convinced without question. I'd be assured and confident in my faith, if only, and on and on. But friends, that's us. We're human. We want stability. We want assurance. We're rational, scientific. We want proof for the things we believe. And so we look to scientists, as we should, you know, we look to forensics, to explorers, professionals, archaeologists, astronom astronomical <laughs> astronomers, uh, to find these proofs so that we can rest assured and no longer have to guess or wonder or, well, believe. And that's the problem that a lot of people have about religion and faith. So much of it is predicated on trust and belief without really the science or the assurance that conclusively, <laughs> that conclusively proves what we say we believe. And I think I speak for all of us when I say that yeah, sometimes it is difficult and even scary to go down the road that begins with another two words, what if? What if God doesn't exist? What if there is no afterlife and death is just the end of it? Have you thought of that? I mean, have, have, what if Jesus was not the Son of God, but just a great prophet? What if? Friends, that's the thing about faith. There is no proof. And that's the disconcerting part of it all. It's a gift that demands attention and nourishment for it to grow and take root. You know, that our whole lives are about cultivating those powerful two words. I believe. Which is why we have things like Eucharist and adoration and parish missions and rosaries and the God Minute to expand our awareness of and grow stronger in the gift of faith 
that has been given to us, saying, I believe, unlike some of our Protestant brothers and sisters who say you say it, it's a one-time deal, it's not. It's an ongoing commitment and journey of conviction that lasts our whole lives. And that, friends, is what struck me in today's gospel. The reminder from Martha and the people of the town that believing in Jesus as our Messiah and Savior is not a one-time deal. It's something we gently grow into and confirm in our lives. You know, Martha, you heard it in the gospel. She says, I, Lord, have come to believe that you are the Son of God. And upon hearing Jesus called Lazarus out from the grave into life, the townspeople, the Jews said, they, or it says, they began to believe in Jesus. <laughs> and I want to say, really? <laughs> I mean, talk about a sign. <laughs> you know, is there any greater than that? Someone literally lifting someone who is dead back to life and you're beginning to believe? What? <laughs> oh my God. I mean, yeah, boom, done. I believe. <laughs> I think that. For a while, and I probably would, but But then I think, would it last? You know, or do we still want more and more to assure us? And for how long? You know, after years of being with Jesus and seeing all that he did, it was only now at the tomb here that Martha could say that she has come to believe. Like that wine. <laughs> in the bottle, like the garden coming to life. It's a slow, slow process. And friends, that's what brings us back to the season we're in of Lent. You know, an opportunity through prayer and fasting and alms to cultivate and nourish our own journey to belief. You know, to, to, to set aside and diminish the if-onlys or what-ifs, and instead to give our attention fully to those words of Martha today, I believe. Because the truth is, she had enough to believe when she saw what Jesus did for Lazarus but so do we, if our eyes and hearts are open to seeing it. Mm -hmm. So friends, we have two weeks until Easter. So I encourage you, if you haven't already, to take full advantage of the time we have left before us. Next week, not this coming week, but next week is Holy Week already. And we're going to be offering here at the God Minute a three-day triduum retreat, if you're interested. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. Kind of an intense spiritual retreat 
over the three days to help focus our spirit and our energy on the things that really matter in who we are, in the resurrection of our Lord, our Savior. But until then, we got a full week ahead of us, in front of us. So I hope you might join us, if you haven't already, to join us in our Lenten journey. It's not too late. Go to the app blog, click on Lent, and you'll see the various things there. But whatever it is that you do, take advantage of the time. And let's pray for one another as we walk this beautiful journey of Lent together. Okay? Thank you for joining me today, friends. May God's blessing be upon you, Father, Son, and Spirit. We're going to be sending you an email later on today of an overview for the next week, so be sure and look for that. All right, God bless you all. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you tomorrow in prayer.